Today's Friday, October 6th. The title for our devotional is The Right Target. Yesterday, I attempted to uh, reveal to us that the New Testament teaches that our given identity in Christ, our new creation, the gift of the Holy Spirit at work within us, is the basis for our transformation in Christ. This is indeed an aspect of the irresistible nature of the gospel, but many of us in the Christian faith resist it. I think the main reason we resist this glorious truth of the gospel is simply our desire to control. We want to control outcomes, especially the outcomes of our own personal growth. We've experienced the fruit of this in other areas of life, like exercise, diet, work, sports, hobbies, etc., which is what I've tried to reveal to us throughout this week. Hard work usually pays off, so why not apply this same logic to our spiritual life? The reason this same logic doesn't work is found in the term spiritual life. Our transformation is not merely physical, but spiritual as well. In the spiritual realm, we feel out of control, because we are. This is scary if we're honest with ourselves. We don't have, we don't really have any power in the spiritual realm, but we know someone who does. So the answer is not to grasp at more control in the spiritual realm in and of ourselves, but to surrender to the one in whom is all dominion and power. Colossians 1, 15 to 17 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The armor of God in Ephesians 6 are all things God has given us, salvation, truth, the word of God, faith, the gospel of peace and righteousness. Paul ends this section in Ephesians 6 by saying, pray at all times in the spirit. This is deeply spiritual stuff. Paul tells us in Romans 8 that we put to death the deeds of the flesh only by the Spirit. Romans 8.13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. This is why Jesus tells his disciples in his last conversation with them before going to the cross that they must abide in him. John 15.4-5 says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I remember growing up in the church and hearing about the fruit of the Spirit. Every time I would hear about the fruit, I would think something like, I need to work harder to develop these (laughs) characteristics. And that's not the point at all. I totally missed it for years. These are the, quote, fruit of the Spirit, meaning that which the Spirit of God produces in the believer. Paul's not saying, do these things more. Instead, he's calling us to be, quote, led by the Spirit of God in verse 18, to walk by the Spirit in verse 16, to live by the Spirit in verse 25, to keep in step with the Spirit in verse 25. I don't know how I missed it. It's everywhere in that section of Scripture. It's all about living in the sphere of the Spirit in our life. I recently listened to a sermon by Francis Chan in which he preached on John 15. He brought out a branch and reminded the audience that no matter how hard they try, they cannot make the branch produce fruit. We could maybe tape an apple on it, he says, but that's not real fruit production. In the same way, only by abiding in Christ and living in the realm of the Spirit can we produce fruit in our lives. Because this isn't fruit that we produce, it's produced in us by God. So what do we do then? That's the million dollar question. 
The discipline in the Christian life comes not in forming structures to keep us from sin, that's laws, but disciplining ourselves to abide in Christ and live in the Spirit of God. We can't make a tree produce fruit, but we can cultivate the soil. In the same way, we discipline ourselves to meet with God. We commit to a life of prayer, private and corporate worship, communing with God in silence, being aware of his presence, eliminating the things that distract us from him, surrendering more and more of ourselves to him. For many of us in our pursuit of transformation, whether you call it spiritual growth, formation, whatever, I think we're simply aiming at the wrong target. We've been trying to avoid sin and grow in the faith with more and more rules and knowledge instead of abiding in Christ and living in the Spirit. We get frustrated with the endless cycle of doing well, making some progress, only to fail and fall back to the baseline. Again, who cares if you're a little off if you're aiming at the wrong target entirely? Aim at Christ, knowing Him, abiding in Him, glorifying Him. Aim at the Holy Spirit, walking in step with Him, experiencing His presence, trusting in His power. Aim at the Father, worshiping Him, loving Him, surrendering more and more to Him. This I've personally found to be the most effective path to spiritual growth and formation, and it's totally counterintuitive in my natural mind, but it's taught everywhere in Scripture and revealed to be true by the experience of so many Christians who have faithfully followed Him throughout the centuries. Reflection time, have you been aiming at the wrong target, attempting to produce fruit apart from Jesus? Have you been trying to progress in the Christian faith in your own effort or hoping others can progress you? How can you discipline yourself to cultivate a life of abiding in Christ and living in the Spirit? How can you focus your aim on the Godhead instead of yourself? Commit to learning, growing, and progressing in simply knowing Jesus, living in the Spirit, walking in step with Him. In that, I trust we will find progress in the Christian faith.